Hey, everyone. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Wednesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. We open up the Locked on Lakers YouTube section mailbag. Talking LeBron, the Olympics, Anthony Davis, Power Forward, and more next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcast. It's always going to be free. It's never going to be behind a paywall. Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where you can go hang out with uh, the the folks that we mentioned in the open. Over 20,000 subscribers to the channel, getting close to 21,000. And we're going to get there pretty soon, I think, uh, especially with the season starting to crank up in just a couple weeks. Um, but that's where you go to leave comments, leave questions, talk to each other, talk to us. Uh, we're going to be dipping into those comments for, I would say, Andy, the, the bulk of today's show. Um, yeah, we, we, with the offseason still in swing, but we're getting closer. Frankly, we'd like to know what you guys want us to focus on in terms of, you know, look aheads, previews, you know, compare the Lakers versus Team X in the West, whatever. You know, just let us know what you're thinking about, and we will look to try to address that before training camp opens on October 2nd. Um, so, and that's just, God, it's amazing how close that is all of a sudden. So, um, it is, the, the first thing we want to get to is the the Olympics thing, because we both, granted, neither one of us are international basketball guys. We don't, have never really taken a ton of interest in Olympic basketball and and and, and all of that. But um, it's it's one of those deals where, when LeBron and the news came out earlier this week in reaction, really, I think to the World Cup stuff that LeBron was interested in one more Olympic run or one other thing that we will get into over the course of the show. The obvious conclusion is that LeBron was reacting to uh, the FIBA fourth place finish and saying, not on my watch, kids, when it comes to 2024 and the Olympics and France and all that, but get into another alternative theory of hmm. what set LeBron into motion. Interesting. Um, so there's there's that. Uh, there's the alternate theory. Um, so I, um, you know, I, 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 I was kind of worried. You know, you hear um, the talk of, you know, LeBron playing and, you know, going after year, what is this going to be, 21, right? Or is this 22? Yep. I lose track. It's going to be 21. 21. He's going to, you know, the Lakers have hopes to play a long, uh, long season that goes deep into the summer. And then he's got one more year left on his contract, year 22, pushing 40. Um, and he will uh, turn 40 during that season. During that he plays season. out his player option, se- uh, player option season. And, uh, you know, that's, that's tough. A lot of miles on the legs. You combine that with Anthony Davis, Andy, also a walking injury risk and somebody we, we spend plenty of time worried about. And as people who are really more interested in maximizing the Lakers than international basketball, you and I are both a little trepidatious about having those guys go play in the Olympics, despite the fact that objectively LeBron playing in the Olympics is cool. It's fun. AD play. It's like, that's not the issue. Um, it seems that people disagreed with us though. Yeah, put up a poll on the Locked on Lakers YouTube section asking 
our viewers, do you want LeBron and AD playing in the Olympics as a Laker fan? And, you know, we're still about, I mean, at this, at this point, we're about five or six hours into the polling as of the recording. So there's still time for others to weigh in. But as of now, um, over 350 votes, the overwhelming majority of Laker fans in this poll say yes to LeBron and AD playing. They want to see this happen as a Laker fan. 57% say they are cool, excited even, at the prospect of LeBron and AD playing in the Olympics. 25% say they want neither playing in the Olympics. Then 14% say they want to see LeBron, but not AD. And then 4% saying they want AD, but not LeBron. But more than half of the people sampled in this that waited and vote saying, even as Laker fans, they are cool with the idea of LeBron and AD repping the U.S. and putting, putting those additional miles on the treadmill and you know the injury risk that is always there whenever you're playing basketball in any setting. I... I'm sort of, I'm like half surprised by that, I guess. I, I will tell you the number that really pops out to me of the people who are more worried about Anthony Davis playing in the Olympics than LeBron. Like, you know, if you can only send one, send, send LeBron and not But even then, though, it's not, not AD. That, it's not that big. I mean, it seems like the majority of people that are cool with them in the Olympics at all are cool with both of them doing it. Oh, no, I'm just saying that that was just like, huh. I would have thought, you know, you'd think just based on age, perhaps, that LeBron would be the one that they'd want to stay home because Anthony Davis is significantly younger. But AD is the one that's going to be here much longer. That's true as well. Uh, the investment is longer, and, mm -hmm. and, and theoretically it matters more. I mean, I think ultimately this comes down to you want to see the your, your favorite players, you, the best players. It is cool to have guys, if you are going to be watching the international basketball and the tournaments and stuff, it's fun to watch the guys from your team play. Like I totally again again I totally get the sentiment and I'm actually kind of curious as to what sort of team you know whether it's you know this isn't quite a LeBron joint but I'm sure you know guys have influence what kind of team they would put together I made the joke for for uh Tuesday's show that it's like the Expendables with you know Draymond and Steph and all these guys who are you know over going to be over 35 and Kevin Durant and all that kind of stuff but I, I, you know, which young players, which role players, Kyle Kuzma tweeted out on Wednesday that like they need to make sure they're getting guys who will play a role, that it's not all stars, it's not whatever. You got to get role guys. <laughs> hint, <And> so, hint, <laughs> me. <laughs> well, no, but like, but there, there is some truth to that. You know, oh, a player like him, like Josh Hart, like Austin Reeves, like, you know, and I'm just, you know, naming names. And there are other dudes like you need guys who are not, who are accustomed to not being on-ball stars and the focus of an offense and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I, that part of it is, like, I, the roster construction, it's all interesting. I will just watch with one eye closed and the other eye slightly covered by my, my hand. Yeah, here's some of the sampling of the reactions that we saw, whether on the, on the show page itself or in the uh, poll because you can leave comments in the poll as well from Ray Ray 008 Braun just wants a paid trip to Paris <laughs> all jokes aside this would be good this would be a good thing to see arguably the best basketball player perform for one final time for the whole world to see um we had from uh 
Russia Davidson 3990. I'm probably jinxing it, but Olympic play is a good tune-up for the season. They got to get reps somewhere. If it does happen, at least it's for a reason and not just some secret UCLA run. That is true. And I mean, for those who are old enough to remember, Kobe Bryant's rookie season was delayed because he broke his wrist in a pickup game in Venice Beach, so, yep. which, by the way, was not sanctioned uh, by the Lakers, his participation in that. Um, from Trevor Wynn, 5012, if the Lakers win a title this year, then I'm cool with it. Um, from G Star 343, it's the Olympics. It's what every athlete aspires to get to. They should both go and rep their country. There's a lot of sentiment like that. I've seen a few people not uh, wild about the idea of this from In Taylor. That's BS. LeBron playing in the Olympics. He can barely play 60 games in an NBA season. LeBron is doing what he always does, seeking attention. Everything always has to be about LeBron in his mind. The Olympics come around. He's going to develop a fictitious injury that keeps him from playing. And how is Anthony, made of glass Davis, going to participate in the Olympics? From J.J. Savior, I hope not. LeBron is too old. Davis is too injury prone. I seriously doubt their team will allow them anywhere near extracurricular activities. That part, J.J., you're wrong. No, the, the, what, the Lakers do not get a veto on that. No, they they may wit, you know, they may prefer, I'm sure they prefer all things being equal, particularly since LeBron and AD have both played in the Olympics before. So it's not like this would be, you know, for LeBron the last chance, AD his first chance, something like that. They've no, both they're all, they're done, all done. It. Yeah. Right. So I'm sure the Lakers would prefer. Those guys take the season off, particularly if the Lakers have, knock on wood, another long extended playoff run. But the reality is, no, they can't prevent them from doing it. No, would they even try to. Correct. Um, all right. So from the uh, the from democracy, Andy, polling to uh, reaction on the YouTube page, we're getting to, to uh, Anthony Davis and the power forward situation and a few other things. Plus, the, I was going to say, there's also the alternate theory of LeBron's motivation in this. We'll, we'll get to all of it next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Jace. And if the past few years with the pandemic and various natural disasters and other unforeseen emergencies have taught us anything, it's that we should expect the unexpected. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and for their loved ones when it feels like the world has just gone sideways. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation. I've done it. It's very, very easy to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consult consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Expect the unexpected. And save more than 360 bucks by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus. An additional 20 bucks off using the code Locked On at the checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Promo code Locked On. Um, all right. So before I guess before we dive into the mailbag, Andy, you you have an alternate theory about LeBron in the Olympics. Well, this is not my alternate theory. This is an alternate theory proposed by Anthony Snowden eight nine nine three. Dylan Brooks scored thirty nine and won the bronze. Dennis left us and won the gold. Bron is that petty. 
I got to say, I would actually respect it if LeBron is on a mission to stop Dylan Brooks first and foremost, rather than win an American gold first and foremost. Like I would respect that more than winning a gold as the primary goal because LeBron's already shown that he can win a gold. He's already shown that he can dominate Dylan Brooks in an NBA playoffs, but to truly destroy Dylan Brooks on a global stage, that's new. Like 21 seasons in, there's very little new for LeBron to look forward to, much less new that motivates him. You got to pounce on the opportunities when they pop up. I mean, I, I mean, it's be hard to blame him. I mean, it's funny, like, you know, and, and Dylan Brooks was sort of talking about sort of embracing the the black hat in a in a Kobe like way, you know. Oh, right, not Kobe like. Right. <laughs> like Kobe Kobe inspired by Kobe, Kobe style, the Mamba, you know, Kobe, because Kobe obviously, you know, I, I by the end of his career, he had kind of softened into, you know, trash talking old uncle kind of, oh. you know, dude, you know, and you know, much less intense to be around, much much like, you know, he knew he wasn't, you know, first of all, he went on the floor half the time and, you know, the, the Lakers weren't playing significant basketball and all these other things. And so he lightened up a little bit toward the end of his career. But, you know, you don't, you don't go back too far when Kobe not only sort of was the black hat, like he went and made entire media campaigns about being the guy in the black hat. Oh, he and marketed so, himself that right, way. That was his deal. And, and, you know, it was coming off a time, you know, post-Colorado where Kobe was legitimately, like in reality, very polarizing. Mm -hmm. I don't need to unpack all of the history of it, but this was a time when Kobe was disliked by a lot of people, had to rehab his image and had to pick a way to do it. And he leaned into being disliked in ways that are incredibly difficult to pull off really uncomfortable like lebron yes. sort of briefly i think sort of toyed around with like the black being the black hat this is the quote from dylan brooks courtesy of hoops hype it's just a persona people love it i've grown to love it myself he's talking about the dylan the villain thing it's just like kobe bryant r.i.p to kobe bryant how he had to figure out how to create a black mamba a different persona when he comes out on the court so i guess that's my persona the villain just on the court but i'm a loving caring guy who loves my kids loves my family loves my teammates um again the the actual incarnation of the black mamba persona for kobe isn't exactly the way dylan brooks is describing it but the difference between like kobe was divisive in part because um you know he used to go out and throttle your team like you know people didn't like him because you know there was the arrogance there was the attitude there was the Shaq versus kobe there was all this other stuff but it was also he used to routinely annihilate your team and it didn't matter which team your team is occasionally um it was the lakers but um you know, just in terms of, of creating drama and things like that. The difference with Dylan Brooks is it's just pure irritation. Like he's just annoying. He's really, really annoying and, and villainous in that way. There is far less accomplishment behind Dylan Brooks's villainy and black hatness than there ever was behind Kobe's. Yeah, I mean, look, Dylan Brooks, for all of the waves arms around Dylan Brooks that comes with him, I mean, he is, when he is focused and reined in, if nothing else, a really, really good defensive player. I mean, that that can get lost in a lot of the persona. Well, he's, he's not a bad player. Well, no, look, yeah. it's Dylan Brooks's own fault 
that it's lost in a lot of the persona and he can take things too far. He has clearly irritated teammates in Memphis. He obviously poked the wrong bear in LeBron that clearly backfired in his face. But, you know, as far as, again, the idea of it's a thought that counts on one hand, you know, Dylan Brooks is paying tribute to Kobe. On the other hand, Dylan Brooks is paying tribute to Kobe. I don't know how every Laker fan is going to feel about that. No, no, I do. No, thank you. Um, I don't think we need a poll for that. <laughs> don't need a poll. Um, we don't. We don't need to put one up. But I mean, I, it is worth re. No, we don't. We. It is worth um, noting. I mean, there is a, a live theory that you know LeBron could be using the Olympics. You know, perhaps, probably not to spite uh, Dylan Brooks. That does probably feel like a reach, but. It is not a zero percent possibility to me that, um, like he he could look at this as sort of the last hurrah. Like you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to try to win a title. Like let's say the Lakers win a title, and you know it is so hard to repeat, and it is so hard to you know, to walk away after you win. I mean, we all thought you know that, that we we thought Don Brady was going to do, and it, like couldn't do it. Um, it's so hard to walk away. Period. It is even harder when like that. What if we could repeat? What if we we just won a championship? We could do it again. But on the, the flip side of that is like if they go win, they win this year. LeBron has been around this long enough to know doing it two times in a row is difficult. You go championship, Olympics, sunset. I mean, pretty boss. <laughs> what did I say in yesterday's show when I saw these reports about LeBron rounding up the gang for? 2024 one last heist no one last heist i mean my immediate thought was does this mean lebron is actually really thinking about retiring after this upcoming season like that was the first thing that popped to mind for me i just think we we he's at a point in his career he's at an age where you just can't discount the idea that he would be done it's like is it a 75% 75% chance, a 50% chance, a 30% chance. I don't know. And I do think it's context-based. Like, if they don't win a title, if they go out in the second round or first round or whatever, have a disappointing year or something like that, no, I don't think I don't think he's going to walk away. But if they are really successful, if we learn that Bronny might need two more years to get to the league or little like stuff like that, all of these things that kind of keep him around um, – they win, but he's got a you know really tough injury this year that he's got to fight through, and it's it's just a grind. Even LeBron reaches a point where, and he said it at the end of last year, where it's just not something he wants to invest in anymore. He does not want to put in the time, uh, you know, with it physically, with his body, whatever it might be, because he's certainly not going to play at anything less than the maximum capacity that he's capable. So, um, it's just out there and it's out there in almost any scenario that you can no longer discount the idea that, you know what, one, one of these times he's going to be serious about when he says, I really am going to retire. Yeah. I mean, it's by his own admission, this is getting a lot harder and I would not blame him at all if he was weighing, you know, Mm -hmm. retirement possibilities and whatever. Frankly, I would think it was stranger if he wasn't. I want to remind everybody today's episodes brought to you by Jace Medical. Save more than $360 by getting life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout. Again, that's jacemedical.com. 
All right, back to the mailbag. Anthony Davis and some other stuff from the comments page on the uh, YouTube uh, co comments section on the YouTube page, Andy. That's next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by FanDuel and the NFL season. Week one is in the books. You've got another 16 weeks to look forward to and incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5, just five bucks, and you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. And you can use those bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And all customers who bet, again, just $5, you get 100 bucks off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. And now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, really user-friendly, enjoyable experience. And again, you can bet on everything from the spreads to the player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on, take advantage of it. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. You made the, the point, Kyle Kuzma, earlier in the show. We, we last segment we talked about um, <clears throat> with USA Basketball. Kuz saying, USA Basketball better get some NBA stars and know how to play a role. Anybody can be nice with the ball in their hands, but you need to be cool with defending and going to the corner for a few possessions. Devin Booker replied Wednesday afternoon, I'll do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like, they're, they're, like those those are the kind of guys are going to have to like you know it's going to if you are going to have a, team, a roster full of stars and construct a team that way, you have to think about who is going to play that role. Who's going to be the thirteenth guy, the twelfth guy, whatever it is. Um, not everybody wants to do that, and everybody wants to spend there. Some guys do, um, you know, and and you know you have to play differently if you're not one of the three or four guys because only a couple dudes can. Score yeah, and it can be it can be difficult, you know, Brandon Ingram struggled a lot during FIBA and I don't think it's because Ingram is an inherently selfish player it's because he is used to having the ball in his hands a lot and orchestrating offense and that was not his role with this team and it was difficult by his own admission for him to adjust yep um let's get into a little bit more of the mailbag here this from Schmidtke Originals mm -hmm. uh, Andy I agree with you in principle about LBJ meaning LeBron not Lyndon Johnson guarding small forwards at this point in his career, but LeBron playing 30 minutes versus 40 minutes is a completely different ball game. Also, how will small small forwards guard LeBron? You got to consider both sides of the ball. Um, th there were a few people who were kind of like, you know, LeBron has guarded small forwards. LeBron's done this. So, this being the idea that you can move Anthony Davis, let him start at four, play Christian Wood next to him, and the Lakers can run it out that way. Um, I just don't agree with people on this one. I know you don't either, and I don't think the Lakers do. No, um, as much as Rob Palinka, I think is you know genuinely trying to make this work for Anthony Davis if he could in a perfect world, but mostly I think making Anthony Davis feel heard. And if nothing else, I think Christian Wood's presence allows for some opportunities for AD to be at the four with Christian Wood, although he's playing with Christian Wood. I got to be honest. I think at that point, the four and five uh, labels are going to be kind of meaningless, but whatever. But to Schmidtke's originals point, first of all, LeBron playing 30 minutes a game, I really doubt that will happen because he's too important. Like to put that in perspective, that's what D'Lo and Schroeder played last year. Like those are consequential minutes, but they're not of LeBron's status. If he got down to... 33 minutes a game that would be a big win but it's also not splitting hairs like the difference between 30 and 33 is big just like getting down to 33 from last year's 35 and a half 
like that would be a big difference. But also too, like, yes, there, there is, there is the, the assignment of these other small forwards stopping LeBron. But even if you think like that's a wash in terms of effectiveness, like maybe he can't stay in front of small forward X, but small forward X can't guard him. It's not the same wash in terms of the toll paid on LeBron over the course of a game, much less the season. Like it's not that LeBron is incapable of guarding, pick a small forward in an isolated case by case basis. I'm talking about the impracticality of making this his defensive assignment, the primary one, and building right, the one you're defense. setting him up for for the right. year, not right. just that, for the yeah. No. Like that is neither feasible nor wise. I just feel strongly about that. And I think what the Lakers have set themselves up, you got to remember, Anthony Davis played 99% of his minutes at uh, center last year. If the Lakers can drop that down to 80%, that's going to feel different for AD. Um, It probably means they've figured out a way to play effectively without LeBron on the floor, can lower LeBron's Mm -hmm. minutes. Yeah. All of these, like all of these things are sort of good, you know, good case scenarios. And, you know, I, I, I want them to try to see what is possible with Wood and um, AD on the floor. Like, what kind of, 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 of offense could you run? Because he's a really talented offensive player who should, more than a lot of other guys, when LeBron isn't on the floor, make things easier for AD offensively. Because Wood actually can move people away from the basket. He can re- operate as a pick and roll guy. He can do a lot of stuff that forces defenses to pay attention, um, and do- isn't a big that's going to force Davis away from the basket. So there's a lot in there that really works. So okay, what can you put around those two guys to minimize Woods' problems defensively? And you know, eight just a- Anthony Davis in and of itself is a starting point there. Then what else do you do? I'm really interested to see what Darvin Ham and the staff come up with there. You want to try to find opportunities to exploit that lineup uh, and that combination as much as you can. But the key there, Andy, is as much as you can. Um, And there is a a natural limit to it because you don't want LeBron to be a a permanent small forward anymore. It's just he's too old for that uh, bleep, as Danny Glover once said. Yeah, and or you don't want to put other guys out of position trying to fit, you know, the proverbial square peg into a round hole. And th- this was a comment from Eddie Hirsch that I really liked. There's no such thing as positionless basketball when it comes to the defense event. You have to choose a position to guard. Asking Wood to guard threes is insane and will not work. And I think what Eddie's referring to is like defensive configurations that would have to take place in order to make a starting front court of LeBron, AD, and Wood work, um, but like trying to prevent LeBron from playing small forward defensively, so you put Wood out there, like having to do all these different configurations that don't really make sense just for the idea of either an offensive look or AD's preferences. Either way, I've just never really heard the whole positionless basketball era talked about from a defensive perspective. So well, I, I just and I would. A- it is an interesting point, but I don't really agree with him because I think what makes guys positionless is a a skill set that allows them to do things that traditionally have been thought of as categorized into one area. You know, you a passer, a, a guy, you know, big men who can step out and shoot. Well, that was used to be something that little people did. And like, you know, all of that stuff, that's kind of when you have that all-encompassing skill set at six foot eight 
six foot nine, then you're kind of positionless in that way. If you're if you're six three, you're six two. It's hard to be completely positionless, right? I think defensively, the same principle applies. I mean, Jared Vanderbilt, in theory, is a guy who is, if not positionless, is position flexible um, because he has multiple skills. Now he's, he has certain shortcomings that that hurt him too. LeBron at his peak defensively was kind of positionless because sure. he was big enough, strong enough. So I, but he's I also that, a unicorn. I mean, like he was an exception that proved the rule. Anthony Davis is is a is a defensive yes. unicorn. There, I'm, all I'm saying is there are there are players who can transcend position. Um, that you know you can say you know these guys have skill sets that allow them to play up or down based on their size. They have quickness that most six foot nine guys don't have. They have strength. You know, Josh Hart was pretty good at this, and you know, Draymond is famous. They can guard up because they're so flipping strong, um, and they're good on angles, and they're really smart and all that, and they're you know, excellent rebounders, whatever it is, that you can do other things you can't, you wouldn't be able to do with other players. But you have to have those guys, and you have to be able to slot them into the where well, you really can't. You can't try to force people into it. And I think that's the point you're making, and I think Eddie was making too. It's like you either have those dudes or you don't. And I don't think you know. But I, I you also rely think, on LeBron to be that guy. No, but I and also think you can't do it with Christian Wood. I also think, though, to Eddie's point, I think he's right. First of all, it, we do tend to talk about the positionless era thing purely from the offense. That part's and, true. No, that part's and, absolutely. And true. also, too, I think there are more ways to cheat or to replicate skill sets to make the actual labels feel more semantic-y or even meaningless offensively than defensively i think eddie's right about that yeah i think because when we talk about positionless but we're talking about the evolution of six foot six to six foot ten guys mm -hmm. who can do things like guards but also have like that's you know they like but also you know have the the size of power forwards or centers that's that's really what we're talking about here but um Anyway, uh, again, thanks to, to Jace Medical, saving $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics, uh, additional 20% off by using the code Locked On at checkout. That's jacemedical.com. Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show. Leave questions, leave comments. As you can see, we will use them on the show, whether you communicate with us through Twitter, um, you know, responding to, to stuff we put up there, the questions, the comments, we really do want to use uh, as much input and feedback from the community as we can. On Twitter the show. at Cam Brothers, K-A-M yes. Brothers. Um, or Locked on Lakers, the YouTube, the, the uh, show page on Twitter is just Locked on Lakers. Um, so lots of ways to get a hold of us. You can even email us, Andy, Kamenetsky Brothers at gmail.com. Um, we will see everybody next time.